Hello and welcome back to Never Seen It. It's a podcast where we talk about movies that we haven't seen yet. I'm one of your hosts, Trent, and I'm here with my other co-host, Betsy. That's me! And today, we're going to be watching a brand new movie. Brand new. Called In the Heights. It's true. Uh, It is a musical yeah. You don't really hear a lot about new musical movies these days, except for, like, you know, Disney movies that happen to have a lot of music in them. Correct. They're they're uh, a little few and far between. Yeah. We, we're going to be greeted with a few of them in the coming couple of years, though. Yeah. This is sort of the start of it. We've got West Side Story coming out pretty Spielberg soon. Spielberg is doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know they've been talking about doing a Wicked movie for years and years and oh, years. Yeah. A Book of Mormon movie they've talked about doing. That's going to be interesting if they try to do that. It's true. I think you're more likely to see it go the other direction where you've got a movie that is a musical. And then they turn it into a stage musical. But that's mm-hmm. not the case with In the Heights. Yeah, so In the Heights is another one from Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. So we have seen his most famous What's that, uh, Trent? musical. I don't know uh, what you're talking about. Hamilton. Hamilton. Yes. Hamilton. We have actually seen Hamilton twice. Yes. In concert. Is that what you call Perform- that? Live, live. In performance. Yeah. We saw it once in Chicago. Uh, we took a, a a special trip to Chicago. Yes. Basically just to see that. And then also, hey, I'm in Chicago, so let's do some Chicago things. Right. And then I just suckered you into Omaha because <laughs> I right. had him in my shopping right. cart. Right. And then the second time we saw it, we saw it in Omaha. Uh, it was another traveling kind of a thing um, that we just happened to be home and available and we were able to get the tickets so guess what we got them yes but you have not seen in the heights no so so in the heights uh you have actually seen yes long time ago when it was on its initial uh traveling tour i guess you could call it yeah and i don't even know if it was the first national tour it might have been the second or third by the time it got all the the time it gets here we don't get a lot of stuff right away but that was about 10 years ago that i saw it it came through town and I didn't know anything about the musical. Nobody knew who Lin-Manuel Miranda was. Which was weird because he had... That show won for the best musical at the sure, Tonys. Sure. It was the biggest show that year. Right. And it's just this little nobody who wrote this I mean, musical. He certainly wasn't a household name. No, and that by was... By any means. There was seven years in between this and Hamilton. Yeah. So the fact that people are revisiting this one and appreciating it is really awesome because... It's a really good musical. It's it's going to be very similar to Hamilton. I think you'll find, obviously, being the same composer. Sure. Um, it's going to have a lot of similarities. But do you know anything about the plot? Not really. Well, what, I really don't. Do you have any inkling just based on the trailers or anything? I mean, it, it's it's um, the the Heights of Brooklyn. Uh, this is in New York City, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Washington Heights. Washington Heights. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so it's a neighborhood in New York City. What borough do you know? I completely am blanking on that uh, at the moment. Yeah, so, hey, we're really not really Queens, knowing... question mark? I, we <laughs> really me. don't know much about this. I mean, I'm sure you remember some of the, the, the beats, the big beats uh, I do remember the, the overall plot yeah. of this. But I don't have a clue. You don't have a clue. So, I mean, one of the main dudes from 
a Hamilton, the stage musical Hamilton, is the star in this one. What's his name? Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos. Yes. So I know he is the, the main dude, and I don't know of anybody else who is in this. Jimmy, if anybody jimmy smith is in it jimmy smith's okay all right you've probably seen him in the trailer yes i i have yes i do remember that um and i haven't seen a trailer for this in a long time well yeah because this was another movie this was supposed to come out last summer of course this yeah. was supposed to be out over a year ago um, and then a little thing delayed uh-huh it. just well, a we're, little thing we're, we're gonna be uh talking a lot about that in the coming weeks i i i suspect oh yeah because we're finally getting a lot of those movies that we've been waiting on yeah. for a year. It we just with, did one. We did F9. F9. We yeah. did F9. Uh, we were doing this one. And we're going to be doing another one very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. In the Heights. Uh, again, it's another musical. I- I've talked about this before. I'm not like a musical guy. I'm not a musical theater guy. Uh, but I am married to my wife, who is... <laughs> That's me! And I show an interest in the things that she likes. Well, and I don't bring you to every single musical under the sun, no. but I think I know you well enough to get you know a sense what of I'm what you like. like. Yeah, I, you are going to know what I like. Like, what are the ones that we've actually seen here? So I took you to A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Yeah. I took you to The Book of Mormon. Twice. Twice. Um, we went and saw Something Rotten. Uh-huh. You enjoyed that one. Um, we saw the Green Day musical. Oh, yeah, American Idiot. Yep, that was really good. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm I'm into comedies. I'm into, you know, hey, Green Day was a, was a favorite band of mine growing up. Yeah. So that made sense, and I really liked that album, like everybody else did. Um... And you obviously liked Hamilton, so I have a feeling you'll. And Hamilton's you'll, great. Yeah, I have a feeling you'll like this one. Yeah, I, I fully expect that I'm gonna enjoy this one. Uh, subject material: Who the hell knows what this is gonna be about? DVD. I, I imagine it's gonna be another kind of love story, maybe not like star-crossed lovers, like a like a West Side Story type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's gonna be in that same vein. Okay. Uh, is is my guess? We're gonna go watch uh, In the Heights. We'll be right back. What'd you think, Betsy? If you see me crying for the next three days, this movie's the reason why. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of spent the entire length of the movie smiling like an idiot uh-huh. and crying. Those were my two phases. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too far off from that. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think overall? Because you had nothing. You I, I, no, nothing. I, had no, I had no context to this whatsoever. I really love that. Yeah. It was really great. It's a great story. I wish I knew Spanish. <laughs> oh my God, do I wish I knew Spanish. Because uh, I would have gotten a lot more out of that. But you know what? It's not that hard to really understand what they're going for. Yeah. Like of some of the words that I'm going to pick up here and there and I know the meaning. Fine. Yeah. But we do not live in a place that is very bilingual right. by nature. You live in a place like New York City, you're just going to pick up on it. Well, and they just literally alternate yeah they, they alternate switch the off same sentence yeah they switch off it's it's the whole spanglish thing <laughs> yeah you know man 
man, what a great story. Yeah. We got a story here about, you know, it's a bunch of people on 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 basically a block mm-hmm. in the Bronx. In in the the southern Bronx. Uh which geographically, if you want to really know where this is, think of the Isle of the Isle of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It is the way, way, way northern part. The Bronx that, is up in the batteries down, don't, Trent. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> to reference another musical you haven't seen. <laughs> yes. I know what you're talking about though. Anyway, so it's the way, way northern part of Manhattan, yep. away from all of the, let's just say, tourism. Yeah. This is where people live. Yeah. You know? But it's a bunch of people going through the different stages of their lives, and all of them are either immigrants or children of immigrants. Yeah. Themselves. And this whole movie is an immigration story. Right. And this from beginning to end. This movie has been updated a little bit for the movie, so the musical to the movie, so bringing It's a, been a long time since the musical. Right. Originally. Yeah, so it's been about two, 10, 15 years. 15 years? Let's call it 15, yeah. give or take. Yeah. Um so you know early mid 2000s. Right. Um the the whole part with the dreamers that uh-huh. was included specifically for uh-huh. this movie uh-huh. and then um the little bit about nina being profiled okay um, that was added for this movie okay um so not huge changes but relevant changes to make it more in line with 2021 sure or 2019 when they were <laughs> making this and it was supposed to come out last year sure um, and, so yeah, and, not a whole lot of updates, but the the overall story is very relevant to the the neighborhood yeah. as it was and as it probably still is. Totally. So uh, just the, the structure of the movie. Okay. Uh, less about the, the content. Just the way they kind of hopped around from like person to person, giving everybody's backstory and then almost bringing everybody together. I, I liked how they were able to focus on, hey, here's this person's story. Here's this person's story. It's not just one star. Yeah. You know, uh, Anthony Ramos is the face on the poster and so, so forth, but he's not the only focus of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Nina. We've got... Usnavi. Usnavi. Okay. I went through the entire movie not knowing his name, Usnavi. They, they literally keep saying Usnavi. I, I, but I, I, my brain didn't catch up on it because it's not a name that I recognize. Okay. I know Nina. I know Benny. I know all these things. Yes, I'm a 30-some-year-old white person from South Dakota. I don't get these names a lot. Okay. But did you also pick up, they literally handed it to you, what Usnavi is? No. He's, they showed a boat. His parents were coming over on That's a boat. That's right. That's and right. And it said U.S. Navy. Okay. U.S. Navy. All right. Usnavi. That's, that's going to be my baby's name. Yes. Okay. Again. They, okay. They kind of have to beat you over the head with it. But once you see it written Thank down, you, you go, Thank you. oh, Thank you for okay. putting all that together for me. Because the other thing about this movie, it just rolls. It just goes and goes and goes. You cannot stop to think. And much like it's a, a musical. Mu- much like a, 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 a on the stage musical, it just cl- goes at a clip. It's a Lin Manuel Miranda musical, which means yeah. it's ninety plus percent singing. Right. There's not a whole lot of scenes where it's just two people talking. Sure. <laughs> it moves. It's yeah. got to move. Yes. Yeah. That's the whole damn movie, and 
I mean, it's it's like almost two and a half hours long. Yeah. From beginning to to, to the end of the credits. And they did not cut much. No. From the musical, from no. the stage musical, this is mostly intact. I can think of a couple of things that were were uh, edited out. Um, I was just seeing that the whole Piragua thing, the Lin uh-huh. the character Lin Manuel Miranda plays. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in this movie. No, of course but he not. He wanted him to be in the movie, <laughs> so he figured out a way to do it, and that's by casting himself. <laughs> so they can't cut him. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, he doesn't need to be in the movie. They could have cut that that whole thing, but yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the movie just goes. It's yeah. the musical. Yep. Yeah. That's great. I, I appreciate a movie like that um, that keeps your attention. Yeah. At the very least, there's no downtime at all. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything should be in there. Yep. Which Nothing I'm glad. More, yeah. Which I'm glad that they they just went for it because not only do you have your musical scenes like you normally do in a musical, you have these more intimate scenes also having music in them, giving giving context to the entire plot. So yeah, yeah the the whole thing front to back was was packed. It was very dense. Mm-hmm of a story and we, and we got a lot of different stories too yeah. uh, one of the things i liked about this was that they actually cast pretty much unknown people it's not like these are people that have never worked yeah had you know jobs in theater had jobs in tv and movies but when i'm looking at this whole group it's like okay there was one guy that i had seen on the walking dead Okay, who was that? Benny. Ben. Oh, that's I. I didn't remember him from something. Yeah, I just he, took, I couldn't place him. He also had really long hair in that, so I could understand yeah. why you maybe wouldn't remember him. Sure. He was also only in like six episodes. I just looked up. Yeah. Uh, so he was in The Walking Dead. Um, I just read one of the actors was on Brooklyn Nine Nine, which we haven't seen, Never seen, so I don't have context for that. But again, not a household name. The biggest name in this movie, frankly, is Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he is the most well-known person in this movie. Yeah. And he was a huge proponent of this show when it was getting off the ground. Okay. And he was pushing to get it to Broadway. Mm-hmm. And he's like the first which, person knocking hey, on the door when there's a movie. Like, let me in. I right, want to be in. Right. Which, which, hey, his entire history makes sense. He's Puerto Rican. Yep. He is very much a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's on that, um, what is it? Uh, what show? The NYPD Blue? Was that yeah, the show? Yeah, I think it was one of those shows where it was based in New York. And yeah, he, this movie, this show is made for him. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He, and he, and was he like, had a I'm great gonna, time. I'm going to sing. I can sing. Let me sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I can. It's not I can sing. It's it's just let me sing. Let me dance. I want to have fun with everybody else. Everyone else gets to make this movie. Let me make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy Smith, man. I don't think I've seen him in anything else as much as I have seen him in this movie. Like the things I re- I really know him from are the couple of bit parts that he had in the Star Wars prequels. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not in those very long. No, no, he's and really not. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I know he was on the cop show, but separated from that, I don't think I know Jimmy Smith from a lot of stuff. Just goes to show you how well known he actually is because he was on a TV show that was really popular in the 90s. Right. I know his face. I know what that man looks like right. and sounds like. But we don't know him from hardly anything. No. 
That's how well known that man is. Yeah. He was a big deal in the 90s. Totally. You know who else was a big deal in the 90s? Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Fallen on hard times in this movie. Holy God, did he look gaunt. He was very thin. Yeah. He was an alcoholic, clearly. Sure. Yeah, so he's Sonny's dad. Yeah. And he's in an apartment with beer bottles strewn everywhere. Everywhere and all he's doing is sitting on the couch watching the game. And he looks way too skinny. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know he was in this. No. And he's only in the one scene. Uh-huh. And that character's not in the show. This was another one made for this movie. Okay. They put him in there, but... Was Sonny in the in the show? You know, I can't remember, but I'm going to go with yes, just because he had so many solo parts. Maybe he was fleshed out more in this. Probably, yes. Uh, because you, you get the whole dreamer thing. Um, you got him possibly getting, let's just call it emancipated, yep. uh, and, and, and moving to the Dominican Republic with Usnavi. And we they, they kind of, I guess they don't really go around it, or they don't really uh, step around it. They straight up say, yeah, he's undocumented. He's yeah. a dreamer. He came here as a child through no fault of his own, no crime of his own. And he's like learning as, as a young teenager yep. that, you know what? My life is shit. It's gonna if, be. if I try to go out and try to make a life for myself, I can't go to the colleges that I want. I Oh, yeah, I just can't get a driver's license. And they pointed out um, when there were when um, Usnavi was over at Mark Anthony's house. I'm just going to keep calling him that. Mark Anthony asks him, so how do you pay him? He says, with cash. Why do you think you do that? Yeah. He can't get a bank account. Yeah. It's the only way he can pay him. Right. All you can do is just, you know, you know if he takes a check somewhere, he's, he can cash a check. Right. But he's off the books. Yeah. His entire, his entire and, existence and as is a te- off the books. As a young person, as a teenager, you don't really think about all of the different things that you do that have to be official. Yeah. He already, like he said, I can't get a driver's license. Right. Yeah. He figured. You can't get an ID. You know, when you're a kid like that, that's the thing that you think about. But also in New York, you're never going to drive. Yeah. As long, as long as you never leave the island. Right. Which much, a lot of people which never do. a lot do. of people never do. There are I people, mean, there's a song in there about uh, them, them thinking that the entire world was a subway map. Yeah. You know, it's everywhere that you can get to is just through this subway and nothing else. Yeah. You don't even need the bridges. Yeah. You just stay on this island. What more could you possibly want? There are people Which who live very in New true. York very true. who live on the island of Manhattan uh-huh. and they have never left the island of Manhattan. Yeah. They've lived there 50 years and that is their radius. Or they've been to, to the five boroughs and that's it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Which, That's insane. Which we know people who don't drive, mm-hmm. but they've been plenty of different places. Oh, they, sure. they rely they on public. Yeah, they they rely on the public transportation that exists. They, especially these days, with things like ride sharing services like Uber and Lyft, mm-hmm. those things have completely opened up their worlds in the cities in which they live. Yep. Like yeah, you can take a subway, you can take a bus to to a certain part of town. But there are, there's, I'm sure, a lot of places in these cities, like like you know New York and Boston and Philly, that you can't really get to uh, without walking a long distance. Oh yes, you you are woefully unfamiliar with the public transit as far as like subways and trains go. And I've taken you to a few cities, and you've uh-huh. you've learned. Yeah, you've learned. But the first time we went, that blew your mind. <laughs> I I was like you a fish out of water. I was very much a fish out of water. We uh we mentioned the last episode we took our honeymoon 
and took a basically a trip up the East Coast. Yeah. We started in D.C., went to Philly, went to New York for a very short layover. We were there for like <laughs> We were there for hours. like a few hours. Uh, and then uh, uh, took a, a bus up to Boston and a car trip. We borrowed a car up to Maine. So learning the the different systems in each city was eye-opening to me. Mm-hmm. Being in D.C., the, the, the D.C. subway system is simple compared to New York and Chicago yes. and, and Philly. Uh, but I, at least I had that base of knowledge to interpret what I learned in D.C. and apply it everywhere else. I just sort of had to drag you along the first day. Oh, yeah. I didn't know <laughs> where the hell I was going. It's like, you just read the signs, Trent. You have to know yeah. where you're going and how to get there. Yeah. Oh, it's so simple, Betsy. It's so simple. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I, no, it is. Now it is. Yeah, now totally. If I were to, to tell someone else, hey, go take a trip to D.C., you don't need to rent a car. with Like, we, we were very much, uh, sorry, I was very much against the idea of doing this and not renting a car in, in these certain areas we were because I didn't have uh, the concept of what public transportation could be. Right. I told you, we don't need a car, honey. I assure you. I was adamant uh, of for renting a car in some of these places. I was wrong. I was totally wrong. It's true. It's uh, true. Anyway, so the whole concept of, of people never leaving the city blows my mind to a point. Me, me, this little little white kid in South Dakota mm-hmm. who has had a car since he was 15. I've never been without my own personal conveyance. <laughs> uh, All right, then. Um so someone else who was in this movie, and I had to look this up to confirm because I wasn't sure. Um, in the first song when Nina shows up, yep, she's singing about how the entire neighborhood is looking to her and yeah. she's the kid who made it out uh-huh. and she's going to go places. There is they, a, put, they put all of uh, their hopes and dreams into her. On her because shoulders. Because she's, she's the one that got out and is going to make the world better by just going to Stanford. That's right. So she's walking down the street and there's an older couple that says, welcome home. Okay. That's Lynn's parents. Aww. I had to look it up. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's his dad. I've seen his dad before. So I'm going to assume that's his mom. I looked it up. It's totally that. Ah, that's great. So he, they even found a way to put his parents in this musical yeah. because his dad is not from America. Yeah. Lynn manuel is a son of immigrants. Yep. You know, and that's why he wrote this Rico, musical. Right? Uh, I think so. I'm Question pretty sure. Mark? I'm that pretty sounds sure. right. He was very involved with the Puerto Rican relief. Oh, yeah. After very the hurricane. involved. Yeah. Very, very involved. He brought Hamilton. That was when he rejoined yeah. the cast. Right, right. As the lead. He had to learn that musical again. <laughs> he forgot. Of course. It's <laughs> his own stuff. But he's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more than just knowing the lyrics. It's true. He very much understands this world. And he writes musicals based on his experience and the experiences of people around him. Mm -hmm. So when it resonates with him, he's able to give you In the Heights and Hamilton. And, you know, he's not somebody who was able to get a whole lot of work on his own. So he was just like, ah, screw it. I'm going to make my own content. But my God, is this good. 
It's so good. It's really good. You know, and you you've seen Hamilton. You mm-hmm. like Hamilton. What did you think of this one? Did you saw It's a very similar cadence mm-hmm. uh, of from like the the speed of the of the lyrics, the speed of the music, yeah. the dancing. Yep. Uh This one obviously has a lot more Latin sure. influence. Of course, it has to. It has to. Um <laughs> but yeah, I the I think that the best of his work was with the uh the block party. Oh yeah. Yeah. When the blackout was still rolling? Yes. Yes. The, all of the different groups. You got the Dominican guys over here. You got the Puerto Ricans over here. You yep. got the Cubans over here. Yep. The flags are yep. all the around. The flags are all around. That I, I think he was at his best when he was representing each group individually. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think that was really good. Um, but like looking between these two things. Now, I'm a student of history. Hamilton to me spoke to me in a in a in a uh, very personal way, because uh, I like that stuff. Yeah. The Revolutionary War period of American history is my favorite thing to study. Yeah. By far. Uh, you have a point of reference. I do. Uh, listening to this, I don't have really have that, but I do have an appreciation for a good Im- Im- uh, immigration story and you know little people. This entire show is filled with working class people. Yep. They showed it at the very beginning. Nurses and janitors and bodega owners and sh- shop uh, shop clerks. And taxi drivers and right. taxi dispatch. And... Right, right. Yeah. It's all these hardworking blue-collar people that make the world work. Yeah. And, you know, This he... is a musical for the little guy and about the little guy. Exactly. And I, I really appreciate that because, hey, we're little people too. Yep. To a point. Mm-hmm. Um... We got this famous podcast. I know. <laughs> so we're, world we're, renowned. We're, we're trying to look to, to, to bring everything back. To try Make to it get, about me. <laughs> get back down to earth, Betsy. Make it about me, Trent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really appreciated that. There's not a lot of movies that do that. Mm-hmm. Everything's about like these big, big, you know, rich people. And like, sh- like TV shows are, are the same way. You know what? No. Write something that you know. About real people. About real people. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this. We're all over the place like we always are. But damn it, did I need this like hopeful, uplifting, happy. God damn it, I was happy watching this thing. <laughs> uh, after the the past year and a half and, and whatnot, everything that's been going on, this really made me happy. I'm so glad they did hold off on releasing yeah. this. Because if they'd put this out last year, I would have been happy. But it would have been... You, that you walk out of the theater and be bummed. Yeah. 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 This this was a breath of fresh air. Yes. So going back to the whole underdog thing, they show a lot of scenes. People are buying lottery tickets. Like everybody in the community bought a damn lottery ticket. Of course. And they literally have a song called 96,000 because one of the major plot points is somebody in the community. Yeah. They sold the winning ticket and yeah. somebody has it. And that is, again, this is in the musical. Yep. Um, and nobody knows who won. Did you suspect who won the ticket, Trent? I kind of forgot about it. You forgot? They just said, we don't know. Nobody came forward. <laughs> because I think w- what my mind was going to at the time, because you as a seller of the ticket, you get some money too. Yeah. Because you're basically licensing the ability to sell these tickets. Exactly. And they pay you to be a source for that. Exactly. So you get some money too. So not only did he find the ticket, but, but he also gets 
let's just call it a finder's fee. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that. And what I was thinking about during the whole 96000 song, which was really great, $96,000 is a lot of money, but not in movie terms. Right. In real terms, you and I, if we won $96,000... That's a lot of money. That is life-changing money. For somebody who is, like, selling their business, somebody yeah. who has to move because they can't pay the rent. Right. Somebody who's... Kid all of can't these go people. to school because they can't afford it. Exactly. All of these people have money issues, yep. but it doesn't get them down. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got a plan. They're scraping by like Lin-Manuel Miranda says. And maybe their dream will come true. Maybe we'll win the lottery. Right. What would you do with it? And some of them have these big dreams and some of them are just like, I just want to be happy. You know, like <laughs> little bitty dreams. And like the, the little animated scene with them going down to the pool of, you know, all the different ideas that they had. That they would do with the money if they won it. Mm -hmm. And that's what leads up to the song. But yeah, like $96,000 is life-changing money for people in that position. Yeah. And to some business guy, it's like a write-off. Yeah. You know, it's it's a a, a rounding error to some people. Some people will drop that in a day. Yeah. There are people in the world who could spend $96,000. Idly. Idly. Yeah. And never miss it. I, I have a hard time paying our like i don't write checks anymore but i have a hard enough time writing our mortgage check every mm-hmm. month you know um and in the grand scheme and like car like, payment yeah. ca- like car payments and things like that having debt sucks mm-hmm. i hate debt you know you know this better than anybody i hate debt big or small yeah so you know that that kind of a thing it just gets your mind racing like what could you do with that relatively small amount of money if it was like ninety six million, right? I can't even comprehend that much money. Let me paint a picture for you because I just thought about this. So, going to a Broadway musical, Broadway musicals were expensive, okay? Especially the hits. This would have been a really yeah. big hit at the time it came out, especially after it won Best yes. Musical at the Tonys. Yes. So you're talking three hundred dollar tickets to go and see this, at least for like really good seats. Most of the people who buy that shit are these rich hoity-toity people. Imagine being someone... And it's a status someone, thing. It's a status thing, totally. Right. Imagine being someone who has all the money in the world, who could buy these tickets and not even bother showing up because it's so nothing to them. Uh-huh. And you see this song where they're singing about winning $96,000 and you'd go, well, that's not very much money. Right. Like there, are people, have, there are people who have seen this musical who have had that exact thought. Who just didn't care. Well, like, well that's a stupid little dream. Yeah. <laughs> don't you understand that's like three months salary <laughs> three months <sighs> try like for most for them for them yeah maybe who knows <laughs> who knows less who but, knows yeah just i don't judge people who, for making a lot of money but i judge people who don't pay taxes yeah. who make that much money it's one banana michael how much could it cost ten dollars <laughs> Thank you. Should we have a new uh, a new reference count for Arrested <laughs> Development instead right. of Star? We already made our Star Wars reference. I'm gonna see how many how many episodes in a row I can give you an Arrested <laughs> Development reference. All right, just for you. Okay? All right, clock it, everybody. Yeah, two. Um, We're at two. So, um, Abuela, who's not anybody's grandma, but no. they all call her grandma, which no, is adorable. That's great. She's the neighborhood grandma who never had children. Um, she won. And yep. she just stashed it away. 
that actress is somebody I've seen. She's kind of one of those character actresses that just shows up in the background. She's never the lead. Okay. She's always some supporting random person in the background. And she is one of the ties to the original Broadway musical. She was actually this character in In the Heights. Okay. And she was nominated for a Tony. Fantastic. And I know, because you said as much while we were watching it, that her song was your favorite moment in this, it really sh- was. In this movie. It really was. I was almost fully sobbing by the time we got to that. And uh-huh. I'm going to try really hard not to cry right now while we're talking about <laughs> it. I'm going to try. I may not succeed. But yeah, her story, the way she sang it, the way it's depicted in, in, in the show, man... Man, that made me sad and happy at the same time. It's a life well lived. Yeah. Coming from nothing. The whole concept of her inheriting her mother's dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, you are your parents' dreams when that situation. Exactly. She's coming from communist Cuba yeah. in the 40s. It, I'm not, it may not even be communist at that pre, point. That yeah, would pre, be pre-communism pre. Yeah, pre-communism in Cuba in 1943, I think she said. Yeah. Yeah. It was really like the 50s where things sort of started shifting. Right. Um, she said 43 they showed up in, yeah. in New York, I think. Yeah. And they went there because there's work. Yeah. There's no work in, in Cuba. Go to New York City. That was what it was back then. Everybody was coming to America in the in the early 20th century. Yeah. Because there was, there was stuff going on. There was a good 50-year period where that's all anybody did was come to America. Right, right. And how else, what, what better city to go to but New York? Mm-hmm. It's where all the people are. It's where all the work is. And at the time, you may not have gotten really good work, but at least you're working. You're making money. You're, you're, making, you're getting by. You and got work. That's a lot of what this movie is. It's just getting by, scraping by, do what you can, hustle, just get it done. Mm-hmm. And you'll survive and you'll be fine. Yep. You're, you're not going to, you know, have the nicest place. Like, I told you this during the movie. When they all come over to uh, their house for the party, they're all where they were. Uh, he's going to have his announcement about selling the about selling the business. I got kind of claustrophobic just looking at it when everybody started filing this in. This itty bitty apartment. This very tiny apartment. I got claustrophobic just looking at it. Yeah. It's it's like a hundred square feet. I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but that's where people live. Yeah, that's the real deal. And for for her, that was probably the biggest apartment she'd ever had in her life. Yeah, yeah, biggest place she ever lived. But yeah, her her story about you know her going there with her mom, probably only her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post World War One or them, World War Two, excuse me. Right, n- them not knowing anybody else with their own face. Mm-hmm. that's a concept that that uh isn't really talked about a lot you know not not a lot not a lot of cuban immigrants coming in in the 40s into new york i would imagine probably not uh but once the communist uh stuff started happening in cuba that probably happened a lot more but yeah like at, at the very end she's she's laying down and she's thinking like am i am i gonna try to fight through it or am i yeah. am i just gonna go away yeah my life's been pretty good yeah and so I'm look good. at all of these, and she's 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 looking on to all of the her her grandchildren, as it were. Yeah. Um, grown up, <laughs> and and the tears and tears <laughs> coming down Betsy's face. That's okay. I I I was very damn close, man, man. 
man. I'm going to count how many times you say, man. It was, it was a great story. And she could sing. Damn it. She could sing. Yeah. Yeah. She's supposed to have one other song. And okay. that was that was cut out, which is why they kind of I think she explains the Usnavi thing. Okay. Um, so they changed it to dialogue for this. But I do remember when I saw this stage musical, thinking her song was the best song. I rem- it totally is. I remember thinking something about Grandma was really special. Yeah. And it, yeah, that, that totally this, yeah. that that blew me away. I I came away from this movie thinking that was the best one by far. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, at the uh, let, 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 let's talk about a few of the other songs. At the very beginning, the first song of him just walking down the street. Yeah. Now, again, I don't watch a lot of musicals, so I don't have a, a, a lot of other references. But I have seen the movie Baby Driver. Oh, we've talked about this. Yes. I know, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So them, it, it's him walking down the street and the environment around him is making the music. Do like, you remember the term for this? I've told you this term. Uh, you, you're, you, I know you've said it before. It's like something staccato. I, I don't know. It's Mickey Mousing. That's right. Yep. So it's basically an old Hollywood kind of cartoon term where the music yeah. and the action on the screen match up. Yeah. So if there's something rhythmic happening in the music, uh-huh. that is reflected with like him closing the gate. Yeah, him closing the gate and the dude with the hose spraying the, spraying the, uh, the ground. Yep. Yeah. I was wondering if you'd pick up on that too. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> um, but I, I wrote down big baby driver energy. <laughs> um, it's it's a movie made by people who love music. Those two totally. movies have that in common. Totally. Which other songs did you like? Uh, well, we've mentioned them. I, I really like the 96,000 one. Mm-hmm. Just them throwing out things that they would do. Uh, Nina and Benny singing. Yeah. Them in the... When it turns sideways? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The other one. Oh, the first one. The first one where they're singing in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember a whole lot about that, but it's... it's The, the, the concept behind it is, I think, her kind of like being disappointed in herself that she didn't succeed when everybody is pressuring her to succeed. Mm-hmm she's letting everybody else down, but it's really about her. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that they paid that off at the end with her going to the rally for the politician about talking about dreamers and her deciding, you know what? I know what I want to do. I want to go back to school because I now have found my calling. This is what I want to go to school for. I found a purpose. Right. But, and before her purpose was, just go to Stanford and you'll make it. And don't disappoint the neighborhood. <laughs> right. But you, you can go to school and not do anything. You're going to get a fancy degree. But if you don't know what to do with it after that, it's a worthless piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So she goes back because she wants to try to help the dreamers and find some way to make a difference for those people's lives. Yeah. And dedicate her life to that. Yeah, it's fantastic. In, it's incredibly culturally relevant right now, and yeah, you know, we as how how, how many are, times can we say it? We are white. <laughs> we we cannot relate. Yes, but you hear about these stories, and it's just an impossible situation. Yeah, like you as an eight month old baby had no say in where or how you ended up anywhere. But Betsy. 
that eight-month-old baby broke the law. <laughs> That's not their fault, Trent. It's not their fault. But Clearly. figuring it out is a dicey, dicey situation. And it's not, it's a slow-moving train. Like he said, this the lawyer, when they go to the yep. lawyer at the end and they yep. say, this could be like a five-year journey mm -hmm. and be prepared for it to end in disappointment. Yeah. And that's just, you just sort of exist. The, the very fact that you can have a lot of money be thrown at this issue and still become unsuccessful. Yeah. That's, that's rough. Yeah. That's really rough. And all he's wanting is not citizenship. He just wants to be able to be in the country legally so that if he gets stopped for whatever reason, they can't deport his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have to live under the radar because you right. have no paperwork, he, you have nothing. Yeah, he could be, he's doing everything the right way. He's going to school. He's getting good grades. He's working. Yeah. He's a but contributing one, member of society. one little thing, he's gone back to a country he's never been to. Mm-hmm. Insane. What a complicated mess. Well, hopefully they, hopefully we see some progress. This is not a political podcast. No. But you'll get... <laughs> Our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so another song that kind of jumped out to me, again, you not coming from a musical theater background, no. and maybe this was just me hearing it, not so much a real thing, but I think it's a real thing. So near the end of the movie, Usnavi is going to go to the Dominican Republic, yep. and Vanessa yep. shows up to the apartment, mm -hmm. and they have a song together where she's like, I'm too late. And that song, to me, had a lot of Jonathan Larson vibes. Jonathan Larson is the guy who wrote Rent. And if you're not familiar with this story, Jonathan Larson died the night before his show opened off Broadway. Hmm. He never got to see Rent succeed the way it did. Hmm. He had like an aneurysm or something. It was very sudden. He was like early 30s. Wow. And the reason this struck me as probably being intentional is because Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be putting out his directorial debut soon, and it is a movie about Jonathan Larson. Well, I'll be. So I know he's a fan, and I know he's an inspiration to him. Um, you think that's a, a, a semi-tribute to him by, by, by referencing this? Or? Just musically, okay. there was something about that scene. If you have seen rent and i have not and you have not there's some similar themes so i understand right. this reference is completely lost on you but it was a thought i had so talk i'm to saying the it out loud talk to the people so people if you are familiar with rent and you are familiar with in the heights do tell, you agree do you agree did i did i sense that correctly could i google this and lynn manuel will tell me yes betsy you are correct <laughs> you could just tweet at him i could just tweet. <laughs> tell me true um i probably could find it in an interview if i really looked yeah. hard enough <laughs> That's, that takes work. But yeah, just something about the way they were kind of right. speaking and singing and I don't know. I just, that was the yeah. vibe I got. There's like mm -hmm. certain moments in Rent that that felt very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. And, and I, I did like that song too about her being too late. Mm -hmm. Like, hey. Oh, break my heart. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these two are, you know, attracted to each other, but it's not working out right away. They have bad timing. They have bad timing. Yeah, totally. Totally cry me a river. <laughs> um, but, you know, them being still good together and her kind of coming to ter coming to realize that, oh, actually, I have feelings for him, mm -hmm. but he's leaving. He's 
leaving on a jet plane the next day. Yep. And she is too late. And she knows yeah. it. She knows it. So Don't gets, bring John so, Denver so into gets, this. Gonna break my heart with John Denver now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but what she does, she she gets this inspiration and works the entire night. Yeah. To uh, to create this new look, and you know she inspires him. They all to inspire stay. each other. Yeah, they un- they inspire each other to stay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the fa- the fake out. What did you think about the fake out? Oh, how he never went anywhere? Uh-huh. Because from the very first scene, they depict him on a beach. Right. He ain't at the beach. He's not at the beach, but it's his dad's beach painted on the wall behind him. Exactly. So in his mind, he is there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there in his heart. It was there the entire time. There's, okay, there's a lot of nods to similar themes that have been in other movies. Okay. The phrase, there's no place like home, comes to mind. Uh-huh. And there's literally, again, a movie you haven't seen, which I am going to remedy this holiday season. The last song has a line from It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas, you old building and loan. These are two movies, The Wizard of Oz and It's a Wonderful Life, about realizing how good you have it. Yeah. In your own place. And you might have big dreams and you might yep. want to get out of there and mm-hmm. you might resent it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you realize there's no place you'd rather be. And that is and, and, in the Heights. Right. The, the whole thing is, this is home. Exactly. Your home is not elsewhere. Your home is where you are having a good time right now. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that is a, that is a cinematic nod I think that just goes to show you Lin-Manuel's cultural reference points. The things he grew up watching. The things he appreciated that he put his love into this musical. He really did. God, this is so good. So good, (laughs) Trent. I love this musical. Um, I really want to see this again on the stage. I hope it tours again after this especially. Maybe. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of... We talked about... The themes about, you know, working class people. And they mention it in the movie. There are people moving in and gentrification gentrifying the shit out of the heights. Yeah. The the guy who buys the dispatch, he mm-hmm. bought half of the store. Yep. He has like an organic laundromat or something. He had a sign on the door that said organic. And he was mm. charging nine dollars a shirt to clean. Uh-huh clean clothes mm-hmm. yeah i mean let's face it he did good work because he cleaned those napkins and they were beautiful <laughs> yes they were yes they were but yeah like it's everybody moving in all the rich people who are pushing out all of the the blue collar workers and with not only them buying up the businesses but it's also increasing the rent so that you cannot afford to be there anymore mm-hmm. the beauty shop had to move uh to another probably to another borough right I think they said they were still in the Bronx, but they were like uh, several blocks. Several blocks away. They, they said it was going to be 10 minutes. Yeah. Which in city translation is pretty far from where they are right. if you're 10 minutes by the train. By train, yeah. Cause far it, enough the train that they is couldn't all, afford it. Yeah, the train is going going all the time. Yeah. But 
you got to go and you got to pay to get there. Yeah. But those kind of neighborhood businesses, the bodegas and the the uh, salons and nail shops. Such, such a foreign concept to us. Yeah. Having... Your little neighborhood mm-hmm. where you have your local shop, you're gonna you're gonna get your groceries for that they night, don't have maybe a couple of nights. Stores. No, there's no such thing as the a grocery store. The concept of our grocery store is completely different in New York. Yeah. You don't have a giant football field sized grocery store on the corner that you can just walk walk down and get your stuff. There's not chain restaurants every forty feet. No. Yeah. Which we have We are such uncultured swine here. Yeah. Guys, the concept of a brand new chain restaurant opening in our city is like the thing that is on the news for two weeks straight. It makes the news at all. It's yeah. what's ridiculous. Yeah. That's there the are, news today. Le- there are lineups down the street for weeks because, hey, we get to go and have the thing that are, is advertised on the TV. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You said you said it best. We are completely uncultured swine. Yeah, and then you go to a place like Washington Heights, and there's probably fifty restaurants that are, you know, maybe not what your sophisticated heart would say are chain or mm-hmm. up to code or yeah. whatever. But they're real people making yeah. real food, and it's probably the best. Food Those you'll are ever the eat. best places. They're the best. Yeah. And you're like if you were to go to these upscale places you would be paying double. You still For crap. Go, <laughs> you still go to these these small diner shops, you're still paying close to what we would be paying here. We 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 haven't said it out loud, but certainly we've we've uh, suggested it just based on the conversation. This is by far the most diverse movie we have watched for this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was nary a white person in sight. I think the uh, the truck the the truck driver and the, the moving and the, the moving van driver the white rich people downtown at the apartment yeah, yeah. and the realtor right the comically white couple yes. coming in oh. to look at the apartment. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. They were so white they didn't even take that apartment. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't good enough for me. Oh man. Yeah. That so I do appreciate that they that they did that. I know that um there's been kind of some pushback about underrepresenting some of the cultures like Afro-Latino. Yeah. Um that has been something that in the last few weeks has been kind of causing sure. a little bit of a ruckus. Sure. Um Again, I can't speak to that because nope. I'm, I'm a white girl. All we can do is point it out. All we can do is point it out. But other than that, I mean, this is this is wonderfully diverse filmmaking. Yeah. And, and we don't get enough of this. And everybody has their own thing. Yeah. You know, everybody has their story. I mean, even Jimmy Smith's, you know, he had his story told. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, 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 you know, his, his father... Uh, brought him there, I think he said, and, and he he started as business when he was a little kid. What was it? He he got, he got a he got a rag and went around and shine shoes for a nickel, and then he paid for shoe polish, and then he, then he could charge a dime mm-hmm. <laughs> to do the same job. And then he said he never graduated high school, right? And even when he was a kid, the neighborhood was different because it was Irish. Yeah, so it's he, just like little he bought elements. his shop from an Irish immigrant. Yeah. yeah. All these little elements that they they really paint a picture of of this place and these people. 
Um, one little touch I noted um, early in the movie, when Nina arrives, she has very straight hair. Yep. And she goes to the salon and she leaves in the middle of it because she's upset. Yeah. But she ends up having naturally curly hair the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. When she's at Stanford, she's kind of whitewashing herself. Yeah. To fit in. To more. fit in, yeah. and she's clearly having a very hard time there. And she has she tells the story about being where where is she? She's at a, like a fundraising dinner. By, yeah. Invited by the professors. And right, the, the dean. The dean. Yeah, brought in for some kind of alumni thing, mm-hmm. and she's wearing this black dress or black uh, gown yeah, or whatever it is. She looks nice. She but... looks nice, but one of the. Uh, Let's just call them patrons. Rich white bitches. Yep. <laughs> Let's call her what she is. Shoved a plate into her to her hands that says, send this back to the kitchen. I didn't order this. Assuming that she's the help. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's not okay. How often does that actually happen? That's, and oh my far God. Far too often. Yeah. I guarantee. I guarantee. But yeah, so she does that. That's her experience in California right. where she is the lone, lone Hispanic person mm-hmm. in a sea of white hoity-toity people right. every waking moment of her I mean, day. At, at, le- at least coming from, you know, ca- Caribbean. Yeah. And then she comes back to New York and li- literally and metaphorically lets her hair down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little touch. So the title card in this movie. Uh-huh. Just the way they have the word heights really mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. That was very 1940s, 1950s musical. Yes. And of course, we touched on it earlier. But the other movie that this makes you think of is West Side Story. Totally. I was reading up on this. They were filming West Side Story the same time they filmed this movie. <laughs> and now this movie. A lot of dancers in uh, New York City. They were literally so close. They were like sharing catering trucks. That's how close wow. they were filming these two things. Makes so sense. This movie, it makes a whole lot of sense that this came out in the summer. Because this is very much all about it's in it's, it's the hot. summer. It it's is hot. hot. You know, it's the city in the summer. Like that is that is this movie. Hot West town, Story, summer in the city. That's right, Trent. <laughs> there you go. West Side Story is coming out in December mm-hmm. because Spielberg's going for them Oscars. But if there is any justice in the world, this movie is going to be the one that gets the recognition because we don't need to make Ansel Elgort a thing. <laughs> um, we already had one Baby Driver reference. Right. I'm just going to keep bringing him up. But yeah, it's the thing uh, that happens where two movies come out around the same time who that have a similar thing. There were yeah. two Steve Jobs movies. Yeah. There were two Snow White movies. Yeah. There were two Asteroid Coming to Destroy the World movies. This is the time of we're going to have a musical set in New York about minorities. Yep. That is what the these this time is. My hope... Listen, I like West Side Story. I do... Did we need to remake Did it? Did we need to remake it? Time will tell. Steven Spielberg, I will be very interested to see how he handles a musical. Because he's not done that. Mm-hmm. He's made a lot of different kinds of movies in his illustrious career for the last 40 or whatever, 50 years he's been doing this. Um, nearly 50, probably. Um, but when it comes down to awards time, are we going to see one outdo the other? 
depends on how good the movie is, I guess. I guess. I will be fascinated to know. But if there is any justice in the world, this one is going to get some recognition. But you know what? Most, like, what is the last Spielberg movie that didn't get nominated? That didn't? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, that uh, he made one. Was it the BFG? Was that him? I think so. I feel like that was him. It's also an animated movie, so that all pretty much automatically gets nominated in that oh, category. Semi-animated. I, I, I don't count that. Uh, was a, a Bridge of Spies. That was, was a Spielberg movie. And that movie sucked. <laughs> We've talked about okay. it before. It that movie sucked. That movie didn't suck. It was very well made. It was just boring for us. So it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being, I'm exaggerating, yes. Uh, it was fine. But it, it was, was not boring. It was not for us. No. 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 I think I'm much more inclined to actually go into West Side Story and enjoy it. Sure. Um, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you know, I'll give it a shot. It's I, been, I, haven't... I shouldn't judge. It's been 50 years since that movie came out. I, and I haven't seen that movie since I was in high school. Yeah. I don't remember a damn thing about it other than Sharks and what? What's Jets. the other one? Jets? Yeah. You know the song Benny and the Jets? Yeah. I always think about that because Benny... Uh-huh. And the Jets. Uh-huh. I like Elton John. That's a different conversation for a yep. different day. That's a, for a different podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. That's that's my thought on that. I'll be curious to see when we roll around to next Oscar season. Yeah. If we... I think people will be having that conversation. I think they'll oh, be talking totally. about this movie versus that movie. Yeah. But, hmm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And if this, get, and if this gets nominated... It's just one more movie we can cross off our list and then we don't have to Woo-hoo! watch at the same time. We'll probably have to rewatch it, though, because by the time we roll around to it next year, yeah. it'll be eight months or whatever from mm. now. Ooh. Whatever. I'll, I'll enjoy rewatching this one. Yes. Let's rewatch it now. No. No. <laughs> well, you're a party pooper. All right. All right. So we got some we got some fan mail. What? So to speak. Kind of. We don't get actual mail. We don't have a post box or nothing. Not yet. (laughs) We're not that cool. Uh, But I heard from Danny. Hi, Danny. Uh, In reference to F9. So the last and most recent in our series Mm -hmm. that we've just wrapped up for Fast and Furious. Besides, you know, Frozen. Yep. Uh, So Danny said, Roman being the audience was great. And I kind of want a prequel with the young versions of the characters. It could be about them creating race wars. Name hasn't aged well, but alas. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he also said, I still think you're wrong about Tokyo Drift. You can forgive all of the ridiculousness of the other movies, but Lucas Black as a high schooler can't have it. Come on. The driving is great. The stakes are low and you don't have to think about it. Just sit back and enjoy. Also, Han! <laughs> Han's in like five of those movies. Well, now. And, you know, I said it while we recorded the wrap-up of that. I think my list will be fluid. I am in no hurry to go and re-watch all of the Fast and Furious movies. <gasps> but someday, I may decide, hey, let's watch Tokyo Drift again. Change my opinion. Yeah. You know, maybe I will come to find some of them that this go around I liked. I didn't actually like that much the second time. Or maybe I didn't like it the first time and Tokyo Drift will become my favorite one. I don't know. That's the whole point of of these sort of experiments because opinions change. There's been plenty of movies in my life that I did not like the Mm -hmm. first time. Yep. And then I watched it later and I went, 
what the hell was I thinking? Right. This movie's great. Yeah, I think that might be a future theme of this podcast. Yeah. Because I, I know at least two movies off the top of my head that you've said that you did not like it the first time. Yeah. The first viewing. I just don't understand why you don't like it. And the only thing I can figure is if I was in the wrong mood to watch it. Yeah. I was too young. I didn't relate to the themes. Yeah. I couldn't appreciate the craftsmanship. Uh-huh. It could be any number of elements. Like, I know there's some movies I watched when I was in high school where, you know, as a 14-year-old, you can't experience the gravitas of the the themes of this movie. But you watch it as a 35-year-old, all of a sudden you go, wow, this hits hard in a different way that I wasn't expecting. Yes. So, yes, I am all all for us doing a a, uh, revisit, a change my mind Uh podcast sometime. Yeah. But thank you, Danny, for, for yeah. giving us your notes. Your wrong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We also got an email. Who from, From Trent? who else? Stephanie. Hi, our, Stephanie. Our super fan. You know, we could get some more super fans out there, guys. Yeah. If you're a super fan and you're just very shy. Yeah. Tell us. I don't have to use your name. If you want to be anonymous, say that. Or give we'll us have... a fake name. That would work, too, I guess. No one would know. But yes, uh, Stephanie did send us an email about Frozen. What? What? Stephanie with a small child having an opinion about Frozen? Someone who also has a sister. (laughs) Someone who was all... Okay, all right. Let's read it. Uh, Frozen and some random thoughts. I have seen this movie many times. It is such a good sister movie. I am also the younger sister, and being the little sister makes me relate to Anna so much. Yeah. Totally. I I, I get that. Stephanie and I have that in common. Uh Uh-huh. Next, uh, she says, yay, crazy ex-girlfriend, yay, Santino Fontana. (laughs) Agreed. Yay. Yay. Uh, Kristen Bell. You should probably watch The Good Place. Very good. We watched the first episode. We watched the first episode. I was intrigued. We just have so we much don't, TV. We, we don't binge watch TV. Okay, we do not. I, I do, do. I do not. Betsy does. But it's like, that She'll thing. sit down and go through a Netflix series in a weekend while I'm sitting on the couch playing a game or something. Well, and yeah. it's that thing when you're married because there's tons of things you would like to watch. Yeah. And sometimes I just get sick of waiting for you and I watch it by myself. Sure. But then if you discover something that, oh... Oh, I love this, and I think you would love it too. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is one of those things. You watched, what was it, just the first season? I watched the first season in about three days, and then I watched it a second time (laughs) a week later. And then a few months after that, the second season came out, and I think it was after the second season where you were like, you never stopped talking about this show. I think I need to see what this is about. And, and then you ended up watching the first season yeah, with me again. Yeah. And it wasn't until you brought, and this is a stupid thing. I know it. It wasn't until you made the reference, you you quoted it saying, Trent, what is it, the, the best name for the, a... F- the perfect name for a fake boyfriend. The perfect name for a fake boyfriend. And it's like, okay, I got to check this out. That's right. So I went back and I think I maybe, did I, I might've watched the first episode by myself just to see what this is about because, hey, you were super into it. Yeah. And yeah, it convinced me. I watched the whole thing and we, and we watched all new episodes 
the day they aired from the from that point on until it ended. That's right, we did. So, yeah. If you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. It's we will really, continue to bring this really up. It's really great. It's really funny. Uh, the the songs are hilarious. And Santino Fontana has probably the best stuff. There you go. Anyway, anyway enough, enough about that. And what? What? She says, I weirdly agree with Trent about Let It oh, Go. Oh, no, Stephanie. Oh, boy. I think it is a weird character choice for her to go so big in that moment. You would think she would be more nervous like you see her earlier in the movie. I never really understood why she runs away and is suddenly so confident in her decision. But she is uh, a more confident and con- and in control character than most Disney princesses and Disney prince Disney queens. Yeah. Not a lot of queens in no. uh, Disney. <laughs> Certainly not non-evil ones yeah uh so she says maybe we are totally wrong uh that being said that's that song is awesome as is adina menzel and adele dazim <laughs> shout out to adele dazim listen i mm, we're gonna fight about this i'm i'm just gonna keep my mouth shut <laughs> let's get to up. the end <laughs> also the next thing just for some reason she has in all caps josh groban i'm we talked about Josh Groban in the last episode. I know. And she also loves him. She gets it. <sighs> Continue. One of these days. I'm just gonna It's just gonna be me one of these days, guys. <laughs> Josh Groban is going to come steal my wife <laughs> and our two cats. I doubt and I'm gonna be mom myself. I doubt it immensely. Yeah, probably. Alright, um and she says, uh South Dakota seasons are six months of winter. Two months of mud, two months of construction, and two months of fall. Give or take. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we do two extra months of construction for funsies. Right. The, the, there's another joke that says, yeah, South Dakota, it's nine months of winter two, uh, and three months of construction. Depending on the year, that is true. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I get th- I've never heard the mud thing. And you are lucky if you get two months of fall. You are yeah. lucky. It, it goes... From summer to about a week or two of fall, and then, hey, it's back to summer, or you get an early winter. Oh, yeah. Or we get winter and then about four days of spring before it's summer. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Or it, like, dumps two feet of snow, and then it goes back up to 80 degrees, everything melts, and then it's winter again. Like, there's no in-between here. It's very rare that it's in-between. We are, we only live in extremes. Yeah, pretty much. Continuing. Alan Tudyk is so funny. Watch the British version of Death at a Funeral. Also, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I've seen the first one. It is funny. I don't think I've heard of any of those. Speaking of fairy tales, have you seen Penelope? Highly recommend it if you have not seen it. I also have seen it, and it I love it. It's, I've seen it many times. All right. I don't know anything about it. Christina Ricci has a pig nose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll tell you more later. All right. Uh, speaking of Jim from Newsroom, you should definitely watch 10 Cloverfield Lane and Hush, both horror films that you should check out come October. And on the subject, I think you should do a horror movie uh, theme in October. Let me know if you need any any recommendations. Hmm. Yes, this... We're not big on horror stuff or thriller stuff. There are a few that, I, that I'll get into. 
but it's not really our bag. We might we might dabble in that a little bit come October, but uh, I think there's a few we could probably get through and not have nightmares for months. But there's gonna there's a line. It's there's not a e- very... it's not even the nightmare thing. I just think they're funny. Well, that's what most people who really like horror movies like about it is they're so stupid. The, there's some people who love to be scared though. I don't, I don't like that. I don't. And I also don't think they're that funny all the time. So I'm very, it's very niche. There is very, it's a small window. It takes a very special movie to really get me into it. I can think of a couple of movies off the top of my head that would fit that, uh, fit that bill. Uh, I have seen Freddy versus Jason. I think that it's, that's probably the only one of those that I have ever enjoyed. And it's ridiculous. It's That's ridiculous. It is like totally it. ridiculous. That's why I liked it. And oddly enough, The Ring, I watched when I was that age when it came out. And I just laughed through it. It was so ridiculous and stupid. I, mm. I hated it, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. But as as a horror movie, it, no. I saw Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah. And that was a mistake when you live alone. Sure. <laughs> so I I kind of had just terrible, terrible time falling asleep for yeah. weeks afterwards. Yeah, I, I don't that. like being scared. My brain gets the better of me. Mm-hmm. I know it's a movie. I know it's fake. I know this came out of somebody's brain. But my brain goes, but what if it isn't? <laughs> what if this is all real? Uh-huh. And I'm going to get murdered by a ghost. <laughs> Or possessed by the devil, or you know, slaughtered by a maniac. Like I just can't. Your let brain it go. goes to some weird places I do. when and you so, dream. And so I don't, I don't enjoy watching these. I like movies like In the Heights, where we're gonna sing and dance and be happy, and I can cry <laughs> and feel good emotions. Yeah. Uh, and one final thought here from Stephanie. I second the recommendation of Drop Dead Fred. Oh, God. Maybe when we get to the bad movies. I don't know. We will do a bad movie section. They keep, they keep telling me, these people who are telling me Drop Dead Fred is not a bad movie. I'm like, mm, isn't it? Let us be the judge of that. Let us be the judge of that. All right. Love you guys. From Superfan Steph. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. All right. I think that's about it, Betsy. Uh, I really like this one. I'm glad we watched it. We don't do a lot of new movies. We're not going to be doing a lot of movie, a lot of new movies. But I think for the ones that would fit for this podcast, for the ones that I think we're going to enjoy. As stuff finally starts being released that's new. Yeah. That we want to see. Right. And, and we're, we're very much into going back and seeing the movies that... Mainly, I haven't seen, but at the same time, Betsy has, has, hasn't seen either. Oh, there's plenty. There, We have a spreadsheet. We've mentioned this. We haven't really been going through the spreadsheet all that much because, hey, one of the entries was, watch all the Fast and Furious movies. That took one off the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's going to be a long time before we get to the movie that you want us to watch, but... But tell us anyway. Tell us anyway, damn it. If you want to be anonymous... Please say so. I will I will not reveal your name except to the person sitting right in front of me. That's me. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Trent. But if you want to tell us what to watch, neverseenitpod at gmail.com is the email address. Neverseenit underscore pod on Twitter. 
If you want to support this show and our shenanigans, I'm going to keep saying that, click the link in the podcast description, send us a buck, send us five bucks, send us ten bucks. If you want us to continue doing this, we will die without support. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Don't don't make them feel bad, Trent. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get very, very sad. I won't die. You'll just be sad. I'll just be very sad. You'll make Betsy sad, too. I might get sad. A little bit. I'm having fun, though. But until next time, this has been Never Seen It. My name's Trent. I'm Betsy. And we will see you next time. Bye!